This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel toe boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I pose it, John? What are we apologizing for? What did we say? What did we do? (laughs) Super Bowl, Jimmy. Amit Slacking didn't give us the role in Super Bowl. That's all right. Um, hey, I got, Amit shouldn't be here. You know what? It's sad. That, it's a sad day that the Pats are in the Super Bowl. We should get used to it, but I still have my Tom Brady shoot on. Clear eyes. Tom Brady can't lose. I want Patrick Mahomes to remember that Tom Brady still owns him. If Patrick Mahomes wins tonight, all the talk show hosts tomorrow will be like, is he the greatest? Is he the greatest? The answer is easily no. Tom Brady beat him in the AFC Championship. Tom Brady... Tom Brady beat him in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady will always have his number, and he will always have the Super Bowl number two. Mahomes is going to get what? Three if he wins tonight? Yeah. Two, three, which is, listen, that's great. That's like now you're in Ben Roethlisberger's territory. You're not in Tom Brady's territory, okay? So let's just put put that to bed. I mean, he would be over the same course of time that Brady got his three. Sure, but he has to do it. I said this on the last show. He's on track, but he has to have – Two more, two more careers than the one he's going to have if he wins tonight. Tom Brady has done what Patrick Mahomes has done, three X, not three more times. Like he's had three of Patrick Mahomes' careers. Tom Brady had three of Patrick Mahomes' career. Tom Brady can go into the Hall of Fame if you divide his career up into three. So Patrick Mahomes is one third of the way there if he wins tonight. I don't want to have Brady Mahomes debates. I will not be entertaining any Brady Mahomes debates moving forward. That being said, Niners tonight. I'm taking the Niners. Okay. Yes, he does. Uh, yep. And, uh, you know, backward hat Jimmy means Super Bowl Jimmy means Jimmy's hosting a Super Bowl party. Was nice enough to. Uh, uh, I can hear. Raise. I can hear people walking into my play. I don't know what's going on down there. It's going to yeah. be a mess. I was half. I had half my eyes. I had one eye on the game, one eye trying to make my place presentable. So apologies in advance if yeah. I'm. Appreciate you. Brian Space has no time for this Brady talk. Let's move on to the okay. game, which, which we absolutely I have to talk do. Brady a little bit. That's fine. We it's will. Done. We're going to talk totally. about your food spread, too. I'm also going to talk about your head might be a little cut off at the top there. So, <laughs> yep. you know, we yep. want to see yep. all of you. Yep, okay. there we go. Here we go. All right. So the game, uh, you know, I know what the argument is going to be. Is it going to be, you know, good win or, you know, crap win against a team without, you know, Butler and Rozier mm-hmm. and Celtic and Celtics let them hang around. I'm going to go with Goodwin, though. Still, I'll tell you, it's twofold. Goodwin in the sense that you lose this game. Prior, it's here's what we say all the time: prior versions of the Celtics lose these games. Uh, you know what I mean? We so see that. we do see that. That's that's good. And yeah, I mean, I get the all wins are good wins. Ultimately, 
in that moment, at that time, whatever is going on, you have to make more plays. Cop out, Blorp. All wins are good wins. Save it. Just nah, really Blorp doesn't it. always do that. That's a cop Blorp out. No, Judah I know, it's, does I know he doesn't always, but that that is a cop out comment. John, they Blorp. were they were like four points away from a horrible loss. So how can you I say know? I get win? it. I, we, uh, let me get through it all. Okay. okay I will say. I, I will say good win in the sense that you lose this last year or in years prior. When you're in it, you're in it. Whatever's happening, sometimes it's a little mucky and it's not working out great. And you just have to get, you just have to do what, hey, what happened to me there? How does that happen? (laughs) Hey, congratulations. The fireworks. I don't know if the viewers do that or Ahmed. I can never figure it out when I get the balloons going. There's a hack. But, 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 but. What I'll always say is it's all about like, the habits and like what happens in the playoffs? Does it still, is it, do you, do you still pull this off against good teams playing full strength in the playoffs when you kind of dip in and out of stuff? I don't know. That's kind of what it all comes down to. Everyone's like flooding us with these, like, you know, record against this and blah, 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 that ultimately you just want to know, like, are they going to, when everybody else mans up, are they going to, I think they win all these games because of talent. That's the difference. Right. And no, yes. I don't do they that. Outlast. This is not what we want. It is just simply you want a clear indication. Why? Because yeah, we don't know. They have better. They have better talent than everybody else, so they can have games where things are. You know, you can have a six tur- turnover Jalen game when you have Holiday hitting all of his threes. You know, like you can have these things that happen because they have so much more talent than the other team. Look at Miami right. on the other side. They didn't have a lot going for them today. That's fine. It's just in the playoffs is going to be a little bit different than that. Um, so that's what you want to feel better about. So there are good wins in the sense that you lose them last year and you lose your mind over it. Right. Like, Oh my God, how do they lose to this team? And they made right. good plays. Like they made a lot of good plays late, like winning plays, late offensive rebounds, good stops, ramped up the de- ratcheted up the defense where they need to. That's what you got to do in those situations, make more plays than the other team. So I like it. You just don't like them drifting in and out of bad habits as they have pretty much since January in a lot of games, you know, you're not seeing clean games start to finish. It's not about blowing every team out. It's just trying to see them play like that kind of complete form of basketball all the way through. That's all. But no, it, I mean, it's, it's a tougher version of them that I like seeing where they, they don't wilt and crap themselves. That's why I think it's a good win. They don't crap themselves in these games anymore. Not, not like they used yeah, to. So I guess for me, it comes down to it, it's a win. And yeah, I guess, you can shade to the good side. Everyone's a good win. I like the way they execute down the stretch still. They're not, like you said, they're not falling over themselves late in the games. Miami's a tough team. Whoever They're, they're, they're coached well, obviously. These comments drive me insane. Guys, we're, we, we have higher. We, we get it. We get it, it guys, yeah. it's not about the best regular season record. It's about feeling good about the team in the playoffs. Nothing right. about whether they get 58 wins, 54 wins, 61 wins in the regular season. None of it matters if they play awesome or horribly in the playoffs, none of it, none of it. So the win is a win is a win is stupid. It absolutely matters in the playoffs. Now it doesn't matter. You're looking for good habits, playing well, good execution, and like being able to execute in critical situations late, which you got some of tonight. That's why I'm putting it in the good, in the good win category. No, And that's fair. That's definitely fair. I mean, I think when you look at just a team like Miami, they're not going to, they're always going to play hard regardless of who's taking the court. So at some point in this game, they realized, okay, we're playing hard enough where we can actually make a comeback here. Bam had a, a really good game for them. 
Um, you know, he always seems to bring it against the Celtics team. He was doing it against when, you know, Rob was on the team. He was always out playing Rob and he's still doing it. So that Miami team is going to be difficult. You do not want to see them in the first round. And that was without Butler tonight. We've, you know, and again, the Celtics did beat them pretty easily when Butler was in the game, but they're a team that's going to bring it in the playoffs. They already know how to beat you. They've done it before. They, they clamp down on, on the defensive end when things really get, when things really matter. And in a seven game series, find me a better coach than coach Bo. That's going to be able to, you know, win that, the, that part of the the matchup. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a win. And everyone, did and, you uh, say yeah, coach Joe? Close. I said coach Bo, but coach uh, I can see Joe how you would get confused I there. I um, like it. Oh, but I, Tatum had a decent game. Um, I loved, I loved the couple of timely shots by holiday there in the fourth as Miami tried to really, you know, take it to the Celtics and, and, and complete that comeback. But, um, you know, that's the, you know, those are the big shots that are the difference between this year and maybe last year's team or a couple of years ago's team is veteran guys stepping up in big moments and hitting timely shots. So, um, the Celtics, Miami's too good, regardless of who's in and out They're They're too good to just roll over and die. The Celtics jumped out to a 10 point lead and it felt like they were, relatively up like what six to ten points like all game and and yeah. but Miami just kept going you know they they kept fighting back and in that fourth quarter you knew that they were going to make some sort of run yeah. they did and and the good win part of it comes in late in the fourth Celtics did not crap the bed they ended up hitting those shots and they ended up st- uh, staving off that heat comeback so in that yeah. sense it was a good yeah the uh the zero the, the fear late- that's that's a little crazy to me having the, zero so fear. that's the and next question I'll ask the next question I'll ask is this, and again, like I said, I'm putting this, I'm checking the box in the good win category because I like the late game execution. I like being able to make the plays. I like being able to kind of pull it together, even though it did get a little, they got a little sloppy and rushed and they let them get back in it a couple times. Fine. It's fine. Um, that's all good, but fully healthy Miami team and a definite playoff atmosphere tonight kind of gave you a taste of like what you would could expect if you get this team in round one, which again, I know we had a comment here that nobody fears them, but you got to be kidding me if you don't fear them. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't get that. And, and I think Joe treated this like a playoff game. If you notice, uh, no Cornette in the side. He played a playoff rotation in the second half. They were down to eight. It makes me wonder uh, whether Tillman and um, – Oh, it's not going to come to me, is it? Who? The other guy. Kata? No, the other guy. The guy they got at the trade deadline. Tillman. Springer. The other guy. Springer. What, what about? Why are we talking about Springer? Whether they can crack a rotation, because I think Luke's Luke's out. I don't. I don't think Springer's a part of the plan. No chance Th- this year. Not. I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean different positions regardless. I, th- I think, I think Tillman's definitely a guy that they see contributing. Um, yeah. Springer, Jaden Springer. There you go. Yeah. Joe doesn't remember his name either, <laughs> but no, I, I, the, that spot has been up for grabs all year, John, regardless of what Joe has said and what Bobby has tried to, you know, brainwash everybody into thinking that spot has been up for grabs all year. And that's one of the reasons why they went out and got a guy like Tillman because they know it's up for grabs and it's through this, X amount of games, however many we're in now, they know that that's a, a a spot in the rotation at the end of the rotation that they could use a little boost in. And so they went out and made a move. I think just based on what I've seen from Tillman, again, in limited clips uh, and in his highlight reels, 
you can see that he can play. He can defend all five positions, which is a, something that Brad obviously loves. He wants five tight ends out there. Um, and he can run. He's athletic. He can pass for a big guy. And he's going to be physical. And he's going to be – seems like a type of guy that, that plays with a little chip on his shoulder. It'd be perfect for a game against Miami. I know he was hurt in, uh, hurt in this one. Yeah. He's going to play. But that's the type of player you want in a physical <coughs> matchup. Knock Bam totally. down, you know, you know. So make these guys a little bit more uncomfortable and go toe to toe with them. So I think that's one of the reasons why they why they got him. So I um, I, I like it. I, I like people talking about Tillman as a Giannis stopper. Tillman's not going to play enough minutes, no matter what, to be an anything stopper. If everyone's healthy, but it's a nice kind of supplemental person to 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 put in there. Sure, and you've got a guy yeah. like Porzingis who's hopping around out there half the time. You don't know. You might need a guy like Tillman to play more yeah. minutes than you originally anticipated. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, I just want to put this one up for you here. That is hilarious. Patricia, don't make me ban you because I, I have that power. I can ban you right now if I want to. I won't because I'm a nice guy. Do I not, bet you the Do not K, trigger me. It's, this is like a Krzyzewski name where the K is silent, right? It's going to be like. It's Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Lezinski. Sorry, Patty, anyway. you're wrong, and your opinion means nothing to me. Next, I grew up. I'm a Patriots fan, and I think that yes, the Patriots probably did cheat in every Super Bowl, and too friggin' bad. Um, you didn't. You're catch not cheating. Him. You ain't trying. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> catch him. Uh, you didn't catch him. Uh, so a couple other things to look at from this game: the Porzingis effect. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I think healthy. Clearly, the number two. Sometimes number one option, just simply when you have the mismatch, you're just going to beat on it here on this team. Yeah. If you go back to like our before the season conversation, where's Porzingis going to get his? He's going to get his right after Tatum gets his. And I think that's basically, that's the game plan it's here. They're going to look to now, feed, They're going to look to feed him whenever they can. And again, he had another big first quarter, uh, you know, and, and, and getting involved. Then he got tweaked again. And I swear, man, like I, I'm, I was never one of these like put a guy in bubble wrap sort of things. Yeah. I am kind of getting there with Porzingis. I think it's like never been more clear that like he's obviously the difference maker. Everything that you can say about this team this year versus last year, I think almost all of it comes back to Porzingis. Like the major difference. I would differences. say like yeah, like eighty percent. I think I'll give Holiday a little bit a little bit of credit too because I think he has stepped up in some in some moments and just his defensive presence out there, ability to, to defend um, the opponent's best player. But Porzingis to your point is going to be the reason they either win or don't win uh, the title this year. Cause he's the, the, the main, I'm not saying that he's their MVP, but if he's, if they're utilizing him and he's playing the way he has been recently, John, and if you go look at the last handful of games, call it like 10 games, they're finally making a concerted effort to get him the ball. They're looking for him at the beginning of the year. We were saying, why is he only taking like seven field goals or nine field goals? Why aren't they looking to him? This is seven foot unicorn that can score from all over the court. And he's not a part of the offense yet. It's almost like they're treating him like Rob out there half the time. Now, obviously I'm exaggerating, but now if you go look at the last handful of games, we call it 10, the field goal attempts (coughs) are where they need to be upper teens to low twenties. And that doesn't include him going to the line, which Last game, John, uh, Friday night, I think he went 14 to 14 from the line on top of somewhere around 20 field goals uh, attempts. So they were, that was number one on the whiteboard in the locker room on Friday was get Porzingis the ball, 
exploit mismatches and let him do its thing. Everybody watch and step back and watch. So um, he's a huge, huge, huge get for them. And yeah, and to your point, he, he is the he is the main difference between last year and this year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and, and also so- to your point, wrap him up. I mean, he still needs to play enough where he is in the flow of things and he's comfortable and the team's getting in the right, you know, groove together. But as we near the playoffs, take those minutes down, really think I'm, about I'm saying, like back-to-back I, situations and stuff like that, you know, like there's no need for it. I, I think he plays like three games in April, I, for real. I mean, it's like, it, it, it's it's crazy because he gets, it, it, look, this was our fear, right? Like big guys have lots of parts and they can get hit everywhere. He got hit in, in, in one of those parts today, um, I think for the second time against Miami this season. Uh, and it is the it's amazing the lengths broadcasters will go to avoid saying that someone got hit in the nuts, but he did. But he also took a <laughs> shot to the back. Um, oh, looks like some extracurricular activity there. Thanks, Richard Jefferson. <laughs> Just say he got hit in the sack, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, but he also <laughs> took a shot to the back, and then he like lands weird sometimes, and then like there's times he just looks like he's hobbling back up the court. I'm always worried about it. I mean, I, we held our breath with Rob. I, this is like that times five. Totally. Because of what he's – his importance on that offensive end. Rob, Rob, it's, Rob it's had night, zero. It's night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you can't afford to just lose Porzingis. Like you, when you lost Rob, you were obviously pissed. And it was a – it was a – you know, it, obviously it, was, <laughs> it, had, it had an effect on the team. But – they were still able to make do. If you just lose Porzingis, knock on wood, again, this is dark. We're getting dark here. But if he was, some for some reason, uh, not able to play for an extended period of time, you're screwed. Yeah. And you could say and that again, for a lot of teams that are contending. If they lose their top two guy, they're screwed. I mean, it's not it's not unique to the Celtics, but it just goes to show how important he's been. He, he makes them, in my opinion, better than the rest. So if he's gone, you're now in the middle of the pack. You're going to still fight and claw your way to maybe a, you know, uh, you can, call your way to something special still but you're no longer the favorite not nowhere close. that's the thing and so like in in years gone by i mean this is so obvious and i know we're saying it's just you just really see it again and again porzingis last kind of i mean in you know just you know in the early parts of february so far through five games 27 points a game 57 percent field goals but his last few games 25 34 31 26 um you know he's clearly like emerging as that, as we said, is mm-hmm. those games with like six, five, seven field goals. Were yeah. like, you guys, you guys, forget the that you, had, you guys forget that you had him because right. sometimes they do. And that's always the cheat code where like, if you have games where like Jalen Brown remembers that he can't dribble, I'm not going to say forgot how to dribble. I don't think he's ever known how to dribble, but when he remembers that he can't dribble or he dribbles too much, Tatum's getting blitzed or the three isn't falling. And you just you throw it to Porzingis and he's the cheat code and it changes everything. Yeah. Um, and you're right. And you mentioned Holiday too. The Holiday numbers are staggering from three. He, he leads the league among qualified people in corner threes, but also his threes since like midway through December is, is like fifty something. He's it's unreal. Top, he's top getting wide open looks and he's hitting them. Period in the entire league since since Chris since before Christmas. So he's. You know, and, and it's and, when he hits him too. Sometimes, you know what I mean. Like tonight, for example, yeah. two huge ones. You know what's funny, John? He leads the league in corner threes, 
Christoph Porzingis has yet to hit a corner three this year. Has yet to hit. He's, that he hasn't funny? taken very many. No, he's just not over there that often. He's but, not up there. He's always he's always above the break when they're playing that pick and right the pick and where he needs thing. to be. By all means, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. You don't need to take a the, the two that there. he hit. The two that he hit, his foot was on the line. But um, yeah. it's just funny. That, it's kind of I guess it's just like a fun fact. Yeah, but um, but fun facts here. But like things like this, uh, like reminds me, like you know, games like this reminds you. The Porzingis effect, obviously, which we're reminded of all the time. Um, but the holiday thing is, the it's again, even if he hasn't quite found his role in this offense and he's trying to still, he's figuring himself out mm-hmm. um, in terms of like how he's supposed to fit here and he's deferring to more people. And there's some games people are like, I don't know, holiday, I don't know if I love it. You know, he's on the decline and this right. and that. If holiday does nothing other than play smart defense, defend multiple positions and then hits those threes. It's a Marcus smart upgrade. Why? Because who's taken those threes in years past when they're forcing it out of Tatum's and Brown's hands, Marcus at a 31% clip, you know, that's the difference. (laughs) So true. So true. Yeah. I was knocking him down at a, at a a much higher clip. Plus he's able to create on his own too. And a lot of guys can't do it. Has he been like an offensive juggernaut? No. And they haven't really needed him to, um, and I know, you know, that it's you get a mixed room a little bit on on holiday and how good he's been. I think he's been everything that you were hoping he was going to be. What else is he supposed to be on a team like this? He's not supposed to be taking 17, 18 shots a game. No, absolutely not. And that's why, like, he is. Making and I agree. Act- Tate, Tate, the Tatum passing today, low key. He played a very patient game today. Very okay, patient. But, game. Uh, but anyway. this is, yeah, no, I, I agree with this, too, but. Let's be real. If you watch Friday's game, we specifically talked about Tatum in the third quarter, his vision in that third quarter and his game uh, on the night. So you're right. He is passing well, but also we are talking about it. We're not slandering him. So I don't know why people feel the need to say that. We're we'll, not. It might be the chat. Sometimes, the sometimes I feel that we think it's coming at us and it's not. They're responding to each other. And fine. that's fine. But I think in this case, he was saying no word on it. But yes, to your point, uh, D. Similli, uh Tatum's passing has stood out to me at least uh, over the last few games. And, and um, you know, tonight's another example. And that, that's the difference between, we've always said that's, that's what's going to separate Tatum and Brown really. And it's true is that Tatum's able to affect the game in more ways than just scoring. Um, and that's whether, whether it's with passing, sometimes it's with rebounding. Um, you know, I'm not going to go as far as to say playmaking because I've been anti, anti trying to make them out to be playmakers. They're not, but he yeah. has elevated uh, that aspect of his game. Sure. Yeah. Um, Brown, this has to be Louise changing her name. That's okay, Louise. I don't mind. We're now gonna call we're now gonna call Louise Lord of Fam. Yes, Yes. burner spotted. Yeah. Uh but um that's all good. The uh the the Brown again, sloppy ass game, too much dribbling, fine. Um, but uh the uh I liked it. You know, after the after the uh, Duncan Robinson, and who I don't care. I'm not like, oh, don't. Unne-. Yeah, it was unnecessary, but who cares? Heat of the moment, he got frustrated. Sure. He tossed. He tossed Robinson. I don't care. I actually kind of. I like, like it. it. Yeah, I, I, I like mean, it. don't be because dirty. Then, I don't want dirtiness, but I like being being emotional, being physical, giving yeah. back to these guys, make them think twice ha- about something. And what happened right after it? He, 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 not great results. But the next possession, he absolutely just 
murdered Bam on defense. Mm -hmm. He had him in the post, and Bam was trying to back him in, and Brown murdered him. Sure. Okay? He could not. He was just, just physical, quick hands. Bam wanted nothing to do with it. Couldn't get. And then he gets the ball back, and he works a mismatch, and he gets gets to the line. And I was like, here we go. Jalen's angry. And then he missed two free throws. But angry Jalen, he, he's capable of being angry. But I loved than, angry Jalen. Yes. Yeah. Better than anybody else in the team. And that's the thing is like, and this is where we talk about when you get angry Jalen who plays like that. And then you don't, when we say we'd like to see Jalen more aggressive, that's what we're talking about because yeah. there's a level when he's super focused and locked in that he can impose his physical will on people just by being the athletic freak that he is the James Harden game in the playoffs is one great example like fuck it I'm picking him up full court and let's go and like that's like oh my god can you do that 80 something times in a season no but when you see it and you know that it's there when you don't see it you're like yeah it seemed like a passive game or one of those you know come come to me well that's why we're like wait where was Jalen Brown this whole quarter he's way better than just standing in the corner and now and I think it was floppy but yeah when yeah. something, when some, when a, when the switch is flipped and he gets into that mode, people don't want to get in his way. People will get out. And when Jalen Brown is coming down the, coming down the lane, nobody wants to be on the other end of that. So yeah, angry, angry JB. Yeah, he does need to hit the free throws. That has been a, that's been one thing about Jalen that he hasn't been able to kick is he'll go over two at the line. Like I'm sure we can all remember multiple occasions where that's happened in, in bigger moments. So that's probably something that needs to continue to work on. But now I'm getting now I'm getting hit from people in the comments saying Jalen Brown passes too. It's like guys, okay, everybody passes, every everybody does everything great. Okay, like what do you what do you want? Yeah, look, man, everybody angry stepchild treatment. It's like okay, we don't say something nice about Tatum, then we do, and then oh, well, you better say something nice about Brown too. It's like guys, it's like. We're all watching the same game. We see what. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a third grade Valentine's Day party where everyone gets one. Okay, it's selective. Okay, I'm gonna give Valentine's to the people who I want to give Valentine's to. Okay, I don't care. We're not worried about hurt feelings. These guys don't get their flowers when when they do something great. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah. So every once in a while, John came home with a few with a few Valentine's short of a a few (laughs) other people. That's okay. Yeah, you know, everybody gets a medal, I guess, John. Four weeks of crying, and that's you know, and then I was over it. It's fine. Yep. In the Newton school system, I'm just glad the kids are going to school and they can have a Valentine's yeah. Day party this year. Are they still doing Valentine's Day parties, or do they get rid of those too? They allow kids to have Valentine's Day parties anymore, John? Wait, what? Who said we need a show? And then why are you saying we don't need a show? You guys do not need a show. This is absolutely terrible. Okay. Thanks, Albert. There's a little X in the top right corner of the Yeah, screen. you can hit the X. Go and ahead go. and hit that. In. Keep, <laughs> keep on your way. Is somebody holding a gun to your head and watch our show? You can go. Yeah, by yeah all the means. Brownie Awards. The Brownie Awards have been canceled. <laughs> yeah. They've been canceled. Uh, imagine living like that guy, just forcing himself to do things that he hates and just complaining about it. Oh, no, I didn't have to talk with them. They just had to fill out 18 Valentine's Day, and I'm like, I just don't. I was like, do you even like this kid? And she's like, no. And I'm like, then don't freaking <laughs> give him one. Oh, come on, John. No, everyone I'm just gets one. Everyone, everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. I actually fully support it. But I was like, it's just funny they were making Valentine's. I was like, didn't you say this kid sucks? And, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was those like, you, right, those I are the it. ones where you secretly have a crush on, though, right? The ones that are like the mean to you. 
At least that's, that's what possible. I used to tell myself. I used to tell myself. <laughs> Every girl is so mean to me. I can't believe they all oh, like me this much. Isn't it weird? Anyway, as weird. none we of these said, girls would talk to me. It's it's embarrassing how much they like me. Guys, you have you don't have much more time to insult me and Jimmy or the tandem of me and Jimmy because eventually someone else is going to get on the show and Jimmy's going to go do what he was supposed to do today and host a Super Bowl party. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets. Which players will score a touchdown? How many points will be scored? And so much more. New customers join today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Um, who do the Celtics have next? I don't even know. Oh, New York is it? Is it Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Yeah. Ben Simmons playing yet, or is he is he hurt again? I don't know. Depends I, on the I, depends on the day, I guess. I think I think I think it's the same thing as like I, it's I, I stopped caring. This guy doesn't trust uh, Purdy either. A lot of people don't trust Purdy. I mean, even the Niners didn't trust Purdy. They tried to sign Tom to start the year, but he got him there. Purdy got him this far. I will say this: um, uh, D- Debo's my favorite player in the NFL. Debo's awesome. He can just do, he can just score in so many different ways. He's, He's your my favorite, favorite player, huh? Yeah. I love, I love him. Yeah, like a, a, a receiver. It's love, huh? Snarl of a frigging like you know, like short yards, you know, yeah. short yardage running back. He is just nasty in the open field. He is so fun. And I got, I got my one of my little ones. Who never got out of jammies today? Oh, let's say hi. Bring her on. Bring her on. No, she's let's not get her pick. Out. Let's get her pick. She's, she's been staring at me through the glass the whole time, though. You guys, uh, you got, you cooking anything for the game, John? Nah, man. Very chill. We had a dinner party Friday, and I did some cooking there. And uh, oh, nice. in that, we have no. It's it's a very chill, very very chill. And yes, Pat's could have, uh, could have should have uh, drafted him. Uh, like but, you can uh, say that for a second. lot of. A lot of wideouts at the well. That you know the whole story behind that, right? I don't think so. everyone in the room around. wanted everyone in the room wanted Debo, and Belichick like was like, "Yeah, I hear what you're saying," but he went with Nikhil because he liked uh, he liked oh, his gosh. interview. Yeah, that sounds baffling to me. I don't think Nikhil could would even be a good interview. Um, real quick, I offloaded all my all my cooking this year. I'm not doing any cooking. Pizza not even from- your buffalo dip. I had somebody do it for me. Peep, uh, we we're, we ordered pizza from this place called Leone's Sicilian Pizza in Somerville. It's supposed to be the best. Oh, you England. just buy a big big dish. Two trays, two trays, yeah. cheese pepperoni. I, I got that. wing. I got wings from the pub in Somerville. Drove down there today. Walked in. Got two big things of wings. Supposed to be well. Actually, we've had them before. Unbelievable wings. We got the honey hot. Yep. 
and bar and uh, barbecue. Got the buffalo chicken dip that somebody made, and that's pretty much it. A couple of chips and dip options floating around, but other than that, not getting too crazy with it. Keeping to the to the playing the hits. We're just playing the hits, you know, pizza and wings and and you know guacamole. You can't really go wrong. And then we get some desserts floating around, but that's really it for the Super Bowl. It's not a Pat Super Bowl, so it's not like uh, it's not a holiday over here. But we'll have some. It's fun. weird. It's like I. It's like have I worked ten Super Bowls, you know, whatever it was the Patriots were in. Yeah. And so, so I'm so used to it, like not enjoying. I only enjoyed one as a fan, and that was the first one, which was the best one. And every other one I worked for. I only went to one, and it was probably the best one of all time. The best game. The best game. Toscano and Zanis covering it. I sat next covering to Car- I sat next to Karen, and we. I'll never forget. I, Phil was on my other side. I sat next to Karen, and I had to do the game story. Oh my god, that game story was a disaster. Trying to write that game story, delete, paste, delete again, blasting through it, picking the end zone. I'm like, oh my God, this game story is not going to be in on time. Here's why Falcons was not the best one. Okay. Falcons was not the best one because the game sucked for uh, like 43 minutes. Like, you know, it it sucked. So that's the thing is like what happened in the Falcons is historic, but the game sucked until they scored. At, to make it 28 to 10 with three minutes left in the third. So you went 30 plus 12, 42 minutes of the game Nothing. sucking, and then everything happened. So, no, pound for pound, the best thing about Seattle and the Patriots was they were consensus the two best teams in the league. Back and forth. Both yep. potential dynastic teams, like a power in the NFC, power in the AFC, and it went blow for blow the entire was, game of high-level football, the entire game long, extremely high-level football, and then possibly the most, the, the biggest flip in win probability in the history of championship sports happened, and the single greatest play in the history of championship sports. So it's not even close for me, the Seattle It's not. The I mean, one. that game was... So, it's people, not people, even close. People are yet. only going to remember the pick in the end zone, and, and rightfully so, but so many big plays happened in that game. The, 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 the touchdown put, drive that Pats had right before that was unbelievable that Brady took them down on. And then the catch that, you know, who, who made that catch? I already forget his name um, for Seattle. It was borderline, you know. Yep. Um, oh my God. It was all over again. Just it was like helmet catch all over Tyree. again. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was, it was helmet catch all over again. And then sick to my stomach. The, the emotional. Edelman had an unbelievable catch. Yeah. Edelman had some an unbelievable catch in that game. Um, his podcast with Gronk is awesome. I don't know if you've had, if yeah. you've had a chance to check any of it out, but it's really yeah. good. It was Patriots porn. It's one of the, it might be one of the best football games. That's the best. Yeah, game. totally. We got a hundred, a uh, hundred, hundred of these things. Oh, Sweden. Did you get this one? Did I miss it? I've never seen Sweden. Is that a lot? Of, is that like, are we rich? It's yep. okay if we're not. It's okay if we're not. Retire. How do we get it up there on the screen? Oh, there it is. How's that? What's up, Sweden? Early 80s? Sweden. I can jam. I can jam. I wonder what he thinks of this team compared to the 80s Celtics. There's a debate going around if if this team could beat the 86 team, John. I just I, I think you can't compare anything anymore. Uh you know sure. you, you if we joke about like plumbers and stuff like that playing with koozie, you know, back then, like it, it, it's just too different now to compare anymore. 
it's too different. They're all dribbling around. They all look like Bobby back then dribbling around. <laughs> One-handed. When they go left, they're still dribbling with their right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, 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 just do, do, doing do. like a little circle. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> That's what my daughter's team does. By the way, I got a quick shameless promo if we're going to talk about it, okay? Oh, my God. This weekend, okay, you're coaching coaching the uh, the sixth grade Sparks Newton girls basketball. Um, and, you know, you can't like, you can't come back from deficits in these games, like late, you can't right. foul and send people to the free throw line. Like it just doesn't work that way. And the clock is running. So it's horrible. If you foul somebody, it knocks a minute off the clock while they shoot their free throws. Right. It's ridiculous. Oh, that sucks. So they're That's down funny. like five points in the last period. It's impossible to get that many buckets. The scores of these games are like 24, 22. Right. So, they literally had to pitch a shutout and then get a bunch of baskets and they're still losing. And I'm just telling them, I was like, you have to get a steal every time down. And they just went bananas. My daughter, I think must've had. So I took my daughter to the Memphis game. Celtics fans will like this. Okay. And I was telling her, I I told them in a, in a timeout heading into the final period is uh, I was like, you know, Marcus smart. You guys know who that is, right? My daughter had just seen the Marcus tribute video at the Memphis game. And I was like, what he does, it's called the Cobra strike. And he sits back and he sits back. And as soon as you expose the ball, bang, he takes it. What do they do? They had like eight steals in the last quarter, kept getting the ball back. And again, layups at this age are like a one in four. Oh yeah, totally. Possibility. So they're down by one point with 20, eight seconds left and the other team's dribbling up and all they had to do is just stand there and there's nothing we could do. And I'm just, I'm like, you got to steal it. You got to steal it. And my daughter pokes it free length of the court friggin' going to her left. Cause she ended up on Get that it side up of the there. Court, puts it up there. Boom. It drops Let's 12, go. 14 seconds left. And that was it. The other team never got a shot off. Did you go crazy? Did you go crazy? Did you have fun. to contain the, yourself? The girls went crazy. That's good. That's all they that went crazy. I kept it. I kept it. I kept it uh, relatively chill out of respect for the other team because that was sure. tough. That was you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that dad. I didn't want to be that guy. So, no. uh, Jimmy, I'll let you go, and I'm either going to decide to continue. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let you go. So, Joe I'm going to end this stream. Hopping on his. Yeah, it was exactly. Santa stole the ball. Santa stole the ball, <laughs> yeah. dude. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. She was doing it all game long. She was just waiting, 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 and just boop, just popping it away. And she's Love smaller, that. and she would just sprint ahead and go. Hey. Great. We got a future, <laughs> we got a future, future player on our hands here. I, I don't disagree with this. I'm saying you can't compare because physically it's so different now because I do think the bottom of the league back then didn't have the level of athletes you have now and the right. level of shooting and the level of skill, but also the game called for different things because it was played a little bit more down low and a little more physical, but yes, the best thing about modern day basketball is uh, the best thing about modern day basketball, Jimmy, for me is for Larry bird fans, boomers like me from the eighties mm-hmm. is definitively Larry bird would have been an absolute monster in today's NBA because of what totally. all that he could do. He would be the greatest stretch four who's ever played. <clears throat> he would shoot 10, 12 threes a game. He'd average 30, 32 points. He didn't shoot threes. But he would he also probably be, he would probably have to shoot threes. Wouldn't he? He would be a monster. You talk about point forward. Oh my God. Yeah. Would he be like, would he be like, um, who would he be like today? Would he be kind of like? I mean, um, Luca's a good comp. Um, no, you know why? No, Luca's because he'd have the ball. He'd have the ball in his hand a lot. He'd play a lot of point forward. Okay, but I feel like Bird plays. More Honestly, of a he'd be he'd be a cross game. between. 
He's a cross between Bird and he's a cross between Luca and Jokic. You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Which yeah. yeah, that makes him. I guess that makes him pretty good. <laughs> and so we've already seen like one of the least athletic guys in the league. Jokic is the most dominant player, so Isn't you don't have it? to worry about Bird's. You don't have to worry about Bird's athleticism. It's proven that a guy right now can do it. And Bird yeah. honestly was probably the same level of thinker or better and shooter and passer yeah, and right. all of that stuff and rebounder. Mm-hmm. And just uh, amazing. So like Jokic is bird reincarnate just in a slightly larger body in the, in the way that he does things. I think that that's pretty much, that's the best comp, but I also think he's a little bit more agile and nimble. He wasn't athletic, right. but he was, he could move better than Jokic. Can, he could move a lot better than Jokic could move. And he would have been probably in, better condition because their diet consisted of like, you know, 18 Budweiser's a night back then, you know, like <laughs> know. you yeah. could find bird at like Sullivan's tap after the game. <laughs> Dude, the inspiring story about the 86 team, isn't that they like worked out and blah, 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 and got in the best shapes of their lives. It was after a Christmas day loss to the, uh, after a Christmas day loss to the, uh, to the, to, to the Knicks, they decided to give up beer for the rest of the year. That was their big sacrifice. Or so beer thing's not working. Yeah, this guy, something's not working with our with our play here. Um, that's funny. Yeah, do wish that I was able to watch Bird play because uh, I only I only hear legendary comments about about those days. Yeah. All right, we're gonna bring in Joe Sway. We're gonna Whoa. make sure the Wi-Fi is good. Yo, team. The scoreboard just went into the ceiling. So finally. I'm good to go, man. Wait, tag, tag, tag me out, bro. Tag me out. Tag me out. Jimmy's got to go. Jimmy's got to go. All right. Hey, boys. Have a happy Sunday, everybody. Thanks for watching. And go Niners. Mahomes, best quarterback ever. F the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? So it sounded sounded like a fire alarm, but it was – they just – it took a while for them to put the scoreboard all the way up. I can't really show you guys right now, but it's all the way up there. But, uh, yeah, that, that delayed my appearance. What's going on, John? Nothing. We were talking about my daughter's basketball game over the weekend, which she used Marcus Smart as inspiration to come up with a game-winning steal. Uh, and Ooh. that because uh, she was at the Memphis game, saw the tribute, was thinking, I'm going to I'm going to be like Marcus. That's what's um, up, man. And we were talking about Larry Bird and uh, where Jimmy ordered his food from. So we've reached that portion of the show. If you want to infuse a little basketball talk uh, into it again, you can. Yeah, man. Um, I, I really, really like this game. Really enjoyed this game. It's unfortunate, you know, no Jimmy Butler. Uh, unfortunate injury to uh, injuries, I should say, to uh, Terry Rozier and um, uh, something his name it was the guard, the guard who got hurt in the, in the, in the first, in the first quarter. Excuse me. Um, but the Celtics still, you know, did what they were supposed to in terms of executing. They didn't get caught up into the physicality, which Joe Mazzullo talked about after this game. Uh, he enjoys it. You know, it's not something that he encourages. He's not saying go out there and, uh, you know, knock people out or whatever, but he enjoys the fact that the Suns are able to respond to the friction and obviously not lose their head in a sense of game planning and execution, which I thought was is phenomenal. I mean, on both ends of the floor, you could say about Jason Tatum. I thought what Chris Porzingis was doing, man, was just causing fits down low in the paint. Al Horford, you know, when Porzingis wasn't in there doing a good job on Bam Adebayo, they get scored on a couple of times, but I just think that constant resistance really, in fact, really uh, um, impacted the game, especially when the Miami Heat just couldn't get that run to, to, to pull ahead, but they certainly made it interesting in that fourth quarter, and this crowd had their back the entire way. So, um, yeah, I mean, playoff-type environment, I, I would say for sure, but you just wish... Um, Miami had, you know, more of their guys to, to finish out than, than, you know, they had when they started. Um, but yeah, man, so they did, did a really good job. And, and um, 
you know, the whole back and forth between Duncan Robinson and, and, and Jalen Brown, particularly uh, the confrontation at the free throw line. Missoula loves that, you know, um, which I thought was a great response to the question where uh, Gary, uh, of all people, asked him about, uh, you know, this whole generation of swapping jerseys, taking pictures, everyone's friends with everybody. He loves that Jason Tatum is, is, is dialed in and doesn't uh, – get into that obviously and when you see that chippiness between Jalen and uh Duncan Robinson the Celtics didn't back down you know it's about uh, adapting to this type of environment and obviously not straying from the game plan which Celtics did a really good job of if you ask me and Joe Mazzula in this fourth quarter and just closed out the game the way they were supposed to yeah um that was what we were talking about in the beginning was like is it not a great win because you struggled against a team that was missing, you know, obviously Butler to start the game. Rozier goes out. Richardson goes out. You know, you really only had, you know, they mentioned this on the broadcast. Richardson, one, that was the guard. Sorry, slipped my mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one guy who could handle the ball, and that was Hero, and they just kind of put it on him, and he did a great job in the second in the second half. I mean, the fact that they were able to stay that close, um, you know, Hero was, Hero was excellent. Yeah, man. But, he was cooking. So it was – is it a bad game because you should have blown this team out or is it a good game? Because even when things weren't going great for you, you made enough plays late to win and it was tough and it was gritty and you made those winning plays. And, you know, I, I settled on that, that I, I actually, I liked this game too, because I like to be being able to tough out, you know, a game on the road in a hostile environment. And again, we say hostile, it is Miami. It was, it was 30% empty and the other 70% was half Celtics fans. A lot of green. Yeah. Somebody put it in the comments here. Like we can't tell if it's, this is Joe Sway after the game or in the first quarter with the stands behind him. But um, <laughs> that's funny. That's accurate too, man. They even do that's the, what they, it. Look, that's what it looks like. They still do like the countdown at halftime. Like, come on, guys, go back to your seats. The game's about to start. You know, yep. stop uh, hanging out with your friends in the hallway. Like, because yep. that that's that's the that's the vibe in here. You know, it's a, it's a, it's much more about like, hey, we're at the game. Check us out. You know, posting on social media. But you know, in the fourth quarter, you you got that. You got that playoff environment, I, I, I think, for sure. And like you said, though, a lot of Celtics fans in here. Um, a lot of people made the trip. You know, um, <laughs> you, you got that vibe from the uh, from the airport, essentially. But, I mean, this is this is that rivalry, man. I'm hoping these two teams meet each other in the playoffs because it, it would certainly be fun. But I also feel like we missed out on, you know, Terry Rozier. Maybe Richardson gets going a little bit more in that second half. Maybe it gets a bit more interesting, um, you know, especially with what Miami has to deal with right now, uh, with Jimmy Butler, you know, having to – take time um, to, to spend it with family with things that he has going on in his personal life. So, um, but yeah, man, something's responded. And, and I think you're, um, I think that's accurate, John, you know, the way you just described, um, you know, it, it's a good thing that they were able to, to crawl this one out as opposed to, you know, winning by 20. I, I don't think that was certainly in the cards because the Miami Heat, they're always going to give you that effort. And um, the Celtics, you know, on matinees, and in general, this season, when a team is missing one of their top guys, uh, those are interesting games, you know, for one reason or another. So, I mean, look, it's it's, it's great, you know, um, the, the Celtics, I, I think, with Joe, with Joe Mazzula in particular, this whole, like, uh, expectations for the Celtics team night in and night out, a lot of it has to do with this team and what happened last year, right? What happened in this building, essentially, when the Celtics went down 3-0 in the Houston Conference Finals. And uh, I just think a lot of the times Joe Mazzula just really wants to prep these guys for, like, anything and everything right which he always says that there's no expectations and all that because i think he looks back on that experience thinking man that happened quickly and we lost all three of those games differently you know three very different ways so i mean that's how fast it happens in the in the playoffs yep yeah and so that is good so the other question is 
Uh, Miami's shorthanded tonight, Joe Sway. No, this Wi-Fi like, is just spot on right now. You know, my, Miami's shorthanded in the playoffs. Do you like – do you want to play this team or not play this team? Mm. I want the Celtics to play this team because that's the ultimate, you know, battle-tested, whatever you want to call it. I, I mean, if, if we're talking about the team – the Celtics are the, are the very best team in the Eastern Conference, then that should be – should be a win you know honestly go, going into the nba finals whoever's waiting for you on that end is is obviously or well, at least we've all agreed that that's sort of the scariest team this Celtics, uh these Celtics team should should face so i, I i'd say bring it on to be honest with you man especially if they're shorthanded this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance most of you listening right now are probably multitasking. Yep, while you're listening to me talk, you're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy, and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I was muted. Uh, Bobby's going to join us in a second. We're also going to add Duncan Robinson. Here's Duncan Robinson about the Jalen pr- play. He's oh, I want to hear this. Little, little bit salty. I, mean, I just thought it was a dirty play, to be honest with you. Um, you know, that's how people miss entire seasons. Uh, not wood, obviously, but those types of plays. I mean, you've seen before and uh, throughout the history of the NBA, um, guys suffer really bad injuries from instances exactly like that. So just thought it was dangerous, unnecessary, and excessive. Yeah, well, when you play with fire, John, I mean, those type of things happen. And what I mean by playing with fire is doing those wraparounds, doing these these moves, these slick moves that uh, it makes things restrictive for the opposing player. He was doing that, John. And, look, I have to see the play again with, with uh, Jalen Brown. I mean, not the play that – that triggered the flagrant foul, but before that, you know, because you saw plays in the first quarter, especially, uh, or no, excuse me, in the second quarter, when Chris Tasperzingas was complaining uh, about, um, or before he was complaining about what happened with Bam Adebayo, which I, I really wanted to ask Joe Mazzulla about, but I didn't get a chance to, um, you know, that's something that should be brought to the NBA. I mean, that kind of stuff shouldn't be allowed, obviously, but also there was a one play in particular where Bam did something similar again, and then when uh, Porzingis popped out, Duncan did almost like a wraparound, almost like he didn't want to let him get into the play, and then he let him go. It's like these slick little moves that he does, and I feel like a lot of the times they just we don't see it. The referees obviously don't see it as well, so it goes both ways, John. You know, in that moment, yeah, maybe Jalen sort of snapped, but it wasn't the first time. I would be really surprised, you know, looking at the tape. He does that stuff off the ball, these slick moves to to, to restrict – um, you know, Jalen from getting back into the play and stuff. So you think Robinson brought it upon himself? I do. I really do because I saw I saw him do it to Porzingis. I saw him do it to Jalen in that play. I don't. But again, I don't know if that was the very first time. It would. It would. 
I, I really don't think it was the first time. <laughs> I just don't. I just think Jalen snapped because he was like, listen, man, you keep doing this. Yeah, and that's the thing is you get a lot of you get a lot of those guys who've kind of play the who me game, you know. For sure. Like, For sure. Oh, what? You know, like kind of plausible deniability when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, what are you talking about? I was just pl- I'm just playing, man. Right. You know? I'm like, just trying to fight the screen. It's like, no, that's not how you do that. Like, yeah, exactly. Don't grab somebody. And that's what happened with Porzingis. He was trying to fight through a screen. He sort of like when when um Porzingis was trying to make a play, he sort of hugged him for a second. And Porzingis looked at the referee again, like, hey, like He's doing it again, you know. I, I just, I don't know, man. Duncan's got to. It goes both ways, and obviously Jalen reacted the way it was. It was warranted. I, I, I get that. I was afraid that he was going to get tossed, but flagrant one. Okay, that's fair. But you know, you just keep playing, and, and it was it was a game. fair call. It was a fair call. It was a fair call. Yeah. yeah, I was exactly. just again. I, I just, I, I don't think it would have been fair if he if he got tossed, and I was afraid that was going to happen. Yeah, so. I, I agree with that too. I agree with that too. I can't tell if Bobby wants to come on or not. He's yeah, working. he flashed. He flashed for a second, right? I guess he wasn't ready. Did, do you want to come on, Bobby? I can't tell. Yes, no. I don't think so. I don't think he's ready. Nah, that face. I don't think he's ready. Yeah, intent, bo- intent, Bobby face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I just really want another series between these two teams. I, I love the cheaping, the chippiness. I love the uh, what happened last year. Obviously, you know. Celtics forced game seven after uh, being down 3-0. Obviously, didn't go their way, but what a heck of a series that would be uh, if these two teams were to meet up again. Yeah, we do have Bobby Buckethead in the house. Again, I I don't know until Bobby tells me or gives me a thumbs up or the middle finger if he wants to come on. Flip <laughs> him yeah. off. Yeah. All right. yeah. What's up, Bobby? Up. Great win. Love that one. Hey, yeah. Another... Late game finish, crunch time victory with some execution down the stretch. You felt the effect of Porzingis in this matchup again. Dust ups throughout, as I'm sure you guys talked about there. And we did. And Bobby, I do we have uh, Jalen. I, I do have yeah, Jalen talking about it. Jalen's response. Yeah, I can put Jalen's up, and then we can talk about it on the back end. Here you go. Nope, too loud. I'm not going to use that one. Mm. Um, we, we'll, we'll fix that and we'll bring it up to you. But anyway, go ahead. I we, I have another version of that. We'll cut it and we'll put it on the air. Go ahead, Bobby. You, you were saying about the game? Yeah, it it was a tough one, I felt like, because you did get two huge runs from Miami uh, out of the timeout in the third quarter. I think that was the 13-2. The and then out of the uh, altercation in the fourth quarter, uh, where I think Miami pulled as close as two there. Uh, so you had to withhold those runs. They run this great dribble handoff offense that was able to get them shots going downhill. Uh, But then the key I thought was some awesome stops against Bam after that run uh, by Tatum. I think Horford had one or two Jalen Jalen had one as well. So Miami shifted to trying to attack some wings with him uh, and that just blew up in their face. Uh, Some horrible sets for the heat there where the Celtics completely blew it up. Tatum's was the best of them all. Probably one of his best defensive plays of the season, uh, dislodging the ball twice there and uh, forcing, I think, what was a miss at the end of that. So uh, this is a defensive win, defensive game. Uh, Porzingis had some stops. I thought Horford played great defense off the bench. You saw him switching a bunch, 
changing matchups on out-of-bounds plays. Uh, so you saw the Celtics' defensive might in this game alongside their ability to go after uh, some of the weaker Heat defenders, figure out the zone. The Heat were running zone right from the tip, and the Celtics were able to get pretty good quality shots off against it. And a good balance game. Holiday was in the wing shooting. Brown and Tatum both got pretty much an equal amount of shots off. throughout. Brown finished a little sloppy, but uh, started the game strong. Uh, White more in facilitation mode in this one, it felt like. And then uh, Porzingis, just a monster game uh, against the smaller uh, back line and pulling Bam up to the top of the three-point line, even on the plays where he wasn't involved. Yeah, it made a big impact on the Celtics' ability to get to the rim. I think the Celtics started like 9-16 of inside in this one or something like that. So they were able to get their bunch finishing, still a little bit an issue at times. Uh, But I like the approach in terms of getting downhill against this team. Same, man. Same. Um, that healthy balance and just uh, finding the switch, you know, um, Tatum doing his best you know, his two-way game impression. Man, I shouldn't even say that anymore because this is like – this is this is part of who he is now. You know, just affecting that side of the floor, it just makes a huge impact. And obviously everyone uh, – it gets everyone going. I thought the same thing could be said about uh, Derek – I mean, not uh, Derek White. A little bit of Derek White, but more Drew Holiday. Just getting the getting his hands, you know, in the passing lanes and just disrupting the the Heat's offense. I just thought that 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 stuff went a long way, man. But yeah, man, just a great win. Porzingis also said his back's fine after the game. He did take a shot to the groin as well. Uh, who else asked that? But Gary, uh, Joe Sway, <laughs> about the hit to the top spot and Kristaps yeah. uh, wanted to challenge it. Did you talk about it? Yeah, Kristaps wanted to challenge it, but. I guess uh, Missoula felt like he still bumped Bam a little bit on the front end of it, so they weren't going to win it, and maybe they would have got a free throw out of it or something. But I don't think Joe saw. It. I don't think Joe saw the replay, man. The replay we saw, because we didn't see it in live t- in, in real time. It was the replay where you can see what Bam was doing down there. You may even get a hostile act off, so of to that. speak. Yeah, that's very yeah. hostile. Shot I was, un- still, I was uncomfortable still watching that up. video. Okay, very uncomfortable, very hostile. Yeah, you might have that had a not, situation where it's still an and one, though. It's just, it, it's just not the way uh, you're taught to defend, right, guys? Like, we're going, you know, back to the basics here. Well, they did end up challenging an offensive foul, which wasn't successful, which is a weird play to challenge, too. You don't usually see the that. The screen, moving screen, and the moving pick. Yeah, in the third quarter, you don't right? See or that fourth. Very often. So, I just feel um, not a good use. I hate of all it. these. Cha- I hate all of these. I, yeah, I know they see, won the Josh, first, the first one was so obviously winnable. Right. It's I, people keep you just take tweeting, it. People I'm not keep cr- tweeting Joe's. I here's the thing they tweet, everyone's tweeting his record on challenges. Just show me, show me the, the record of the ones that you wish you had a challenge left over for. You know what I mean? Is like that's right. really what it comes down to. These first quarter ones. I, I just don't think there's any circumstance unless it's like something that draws a third foul on a, on a key player or something like that, where it has enough long-term impact to warrant a challenge. You know what but, I mean? But that's the thing, John, that's a that's and out of bounds play is ridiculous to me to challenge. Those are the type of plays that should be challenged. Like that's, that's when, look, when this whole thing started with the NBA and doing the challenging thing, I was like, okay, great. Because there's so many plays that happen so quickly and then we see it on replay you know on tv and it's never brought up to the refs it's never you know what i mean it, it just goes i mean maybe they see it after the fact but no one's penalized most of the time and maybe this one would be different but that's a flagrant john i mean that's be grabbing people like that like what's wrong with him you know like i just think that's the kind of stuff that no boom, i meant the first you, the first correct right one. away no 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 no. I know, I know what you mean but like yeah. i don't challenge that ever i don't challenge that ever the, the f- even though it was an 
even though it's an automatic win, I don't challenge it later because I just want to save him for critical moments. It's just a possession early in a game. I'll ne- right. I never challenge that. I just think that's something that if the referees review it, they're not calling a foul on Port Zingas. You know, like it's just that's the type of stuff I think this is worth uh, reviewing. Yep, fair enough, Bobby. What else you got? You were in talking to the guys. Yeah, I, I love Joe the most. You get a lot from a game like this. I feel like uh, late game execution, going through some runs, crowd noise, all that kind of stuff, and. Uh, I feel like the Celtics even got banged up at times and had to probably play through some stuff. There was a play where Horford stopped Bam at the rim, looked like he banged up his right hand on that play, was able to stay in and you know finish the game strong. You had some adjustments throughout. Uh, there was a stretch, I think, second quarter. Cornette's in there with a double big look. They shifted to Brissett quickly when they saw that wasn't working. Uh, so this felt like it had a playoff level of execution, uh, adjustments, and intensity by the two sides. And... I know the Heat are going to come out of this pretty frustrated as Duncan Robinson was there with some of the physicality. Two awful injuries for them in this one, too. Took a massive hit out of their ability to win the game. So, you know, if we're doing Heat post game here, you're just saying you lose Roger, you don't have Butler, and you lose Richardson as well. You're just not going to win this game. So, this probably is a moral victory for Miami coming out of this one. Uh, the to go down the final possession or two with a fully loaded Celtics team when you're missing your all three of your ball handlers is a pretty uh, encouraging yeah. feat. Well, you, you really only had Hero who could handle the ball, so that yeah. was yeah. And know. he did a pretty good job late getting to the basket, still getting his shot off, and you know that's why you end up going to Bam uh, late in the game because yeah. you don't have those guys, other guys. Guys, I got to check out for a minute. I may pop back in, but I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves for a little bit. Yo, know, how's John just gonna bounce on us like that? You know. Cool. I can come back at any point in time, but uh, yeah, I got a I got a situation. So you guys, <laughs> you guys take it. If you, if if you're not here when I come back, so be it. Just say bye to everybody. <laughs> Isn't that something you like text us? But all right, yeah, we got this, Bobby. What happened in that locker room? What else? Yeah, we had a little Tatum talking uh, the physicality of the game. You know, a pretty similar conversation to what we've talked about here overall. And yeah, he got asked about. Uh, needing to defend yourself at times out there, how much he talks to guys. He said he's not really a talker out there on the floor in games like this, guys that he knows he'll talk with. He said he was going back and forth with Bam a little bit during this game. So he's one of the guys that I think needs to get a little bit more comfortable in these kind of situations too, Uh, being able to uh, bang with guys, trash talk a little bit, you know, go back at some guys, be there for Jalen on the floor. I mean, he got asked about the Jalen play and, you know, basically said he didn't really see it. You know, didn't have much of a comment on Duncan calling it dirty there. I'm sure we can get that clip in just a second uh, from Ahmed here. But uh, this, this to me is beneficial for everybody. Everybody needs to learn from this on the Celtics side. This matchup, still Joe Sway to me, is going to be there in May. Somehow, some way, the Heat are going to get healthy. They're going to rally late in the season, whether it's through the play-in tournament or a late-season push above that line, and they're going to figure out a way to get into the second round. And Maybe it's a first-round series between this team this time around. It obviously came very close to happening last spring when the Heat lost that game to the Hawks and right. Atlanta moves on to Boston in that spot. So uh, you got to be ready because no matter who's out there on Miami's side, as long as Butler's there and being aggressive, you see they have all the makings and coaching and uh, the ability to keep these games close. And Porzingis is going to be that difference maker, right, Josue? Yeah, I don't think man. Any way that he can Such a them. huge difference maker. But honestly, Bobby, 
halfway through this game. I'm, I'm, I'm loving, you know, the game plan, going inside, the physicality and all that. But then remember when he, when Porzingis checked out, goes into the locker room, and I'm like, where did he go? And then I start thinking, oh, wait, that's the risk that you run, right, if you keep putting Porzingis in the pain, the physicality. Because, look, I love that matchup between him and Bam Adebayo. But you wonder, you know, how much of that throughout, uh, throughout the course of a, a best of seven series would would impact him, right? I mean, physically, uh, his health, all that, and you know, we got two people limping off the floor in the in the first half, and it's going in the first half. But you know, like that's the kind of physical, that's the kind of uh, game that you're going to get, kind of series you get when these two teams uh, match up. And I don't think either one's going to let up. So you wonder what what that looks like, and. and you know, before you hopped on, John asked me if you would love to see that happen. If you knew, even if you knew that he were uh, shorthanded with injuries, w- would it be great for the Celtics to to match up with them in the best of seven series? And I encourage it because I feel like the Celtics, if you're the very best in the Eastern Conference, then you take on all challenges and you, you know, you, you see who's waiting for you when, once you reach the NBA final from the Western Conference. And I, I still stand by that, but you wonder how much of that would inf- would affect Kristaps uh, Porzingis in that type of series because let's face it, the Celtics are at their best when you're having that combination down low, and that's part of it, right? You're going to get a lot of physicality down in the paint between Bam Adebayo and Kristaps Porzingis, and he won't be the only one. There will be guys coming off the bench doing the same thing against Kristaps. So you wonder how much of an impact you know that would make in a best of seven series in terms of his health. Yeah, and I asked him a few minutes ago why he's having success in this series. And I think, you know, we got, thanks to the Heat's great PR staff here, Josue, some cumulative stats from this series for the season. And as far as the Celtics go in this Celtics-Heat matchup, uh, Tatum came out of it 47% from the field, 35 from three. Uh, The assist-to-turnover ratio, 18 to four. Uh, so those are just some incredible numbers for Tatum in this matchup. Brown came out 53 from the field, 44 from three, eight assists, 13 turnovers. Uh, so this is still a challenging one for him, and you know we can get to him to end the show here. But Porzingis, to cap it off for him, 20 for 35 against the Heat this year, 57%, seven for 14 from three, 14 to 17 at the line, Uh 20, 22 rebounds in three games, five assists, two turnovers, along with three steals and three blocks. This is the matchup we looked at coming in. I think I wrote even in the preseason training camp, Josue, that this is the matchup he's going to impact the most. <laughs> Bobby, this is the this is the matchup that triggered the trade to begin with, if you ask me. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go on. I mean, like if you're Brad Stevens and you're looking at how to beat the Heat or what's the best way to match up against them in a the series, like it, it all – equations point all solutions point to is getting someone like Chris Porzingis. And I think that that's a big reason why he was such a priority during the offseason. So you love what Tatum's doing here, especially recently with the passing. You love what Porzingis is doing. He's playing his best basketball of the season. Jalen here. Tough one. You know, forget the altercation and we will get Tatum's reaction to the altercation in just a minute here. 13 turnovers in this matchup. We obviously know the story from these finals, the way they guarded him. Tonight, some erratic play, especially late, that go-ahead pass. I think it was that Highsmith grabbed in the corner to nowhere. That's that's a tough play in crunch time. And those were some of the empty plays, the ones with the ball going through him. Uh, the transition plays, he got blocked a couple times at the rim by Bam. 
I liked his aggression early in the game, but that aggression went into a little bit of overdrive late and ended up hurting the Celtics. So this is still a tough matchup for Brown, and they have to find the balance of where they utilize him on the floor, how much ball time he gets. And for him, it's the awareness, knowing that some guys are going to come at him from some untraditional spots, especially when Bam's out there. And he's going to be a guy who chases you down in transition. Not many players defend transition like Bam does. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, that's the that that's that's the difference, you know. I mean, forcing Bam to go out there and defend him at the three. I mean, he picked up fouls quickly as well. I mean, same time though, who had three fouls at halftime, you know. So I love the matchup, but I think because of the the guys that the other guys in the starting five that that Kristaps can turn to, it's just it's a lot for the Miami Heat. Clearly, they made this one still interesting in that fourth quarter. But between Tatum and Brown, you know, I mean, I mean, between Tatum and other guys like Derek White and Drew Holiday that can get going, it'll, it'll make for an interesting series. But the way they defend Jalen, it's just it, not much, not a lot has changed compared to what we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals. So you wonder um, what kind of adjustment Jalen needs to make in that regard. But this one really did come down to the wire. He missed two big free throws as well. Uh, I think if this game were ever to go to overtime or so, a lot of the uh, you know pointing would be at Jalen. You know, let's, let's be honest. What happened in that fourth quarter, where um, he, he he couldn't take care of the ball, and you know he missed a couple of key free throws, made a big play down the stretch as well. But um, yeah, the Miami Heat, I, I just feel like they they really do disrupt his his offense. We are gonna wrap here. Yeah, man, it getting, is Super Bowl I'm, Sunday. I'm getting bounced right now. Let's do one. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna pull a Jimmy here and do game talk, but I'll get your prediction real quick, Josue. Who do you got? Oh man, I don't want to pick the favorites, but up until this morning, even actually no, even the last couple of days, I keep thinking that maybe they won't blow it, maybe they could, but I'm going KC, man. Give me, give me the Chiefs. Uh, if I was a betting man, I would, I would say that for sure. They are actually the underdogs on Fanduel by a point and a half. Last I saw, are they the underdog on Fanduel? Oh man, well, then give me the underdogs then. Yeah, certainly, and I think that's how everybody feels. They're like Chiefs are underdogs. Mahomes of over Purdy, but Niners do have that complete team. Right, and they everybody's the picking team, the Chiefs. But like, the, the way Mahomes, I don't know, man. I feel like this could be that game where you're like, okay, Mahomes going to do it for because uh, you you look back at the battle against Brady and you know times where you you feel like he's gonna you you times where you feel like the other team could get the the the, the best of them, but maybe this is that one game where he puts it all together. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to go Niners just because it feels like the whole world's picking the Chiefs here, and they do have a very complete roster. Uh, why not McCaffrey for MVP, too? Maybe he's going to come through and have an all-time game in the Super Bowl. It's certainly an exciting stage to see him on. We're going to go figure out where to watch it here in Miami, Josue. If anyone has a recommendation, throw it in the comments. Miami Super yeah, Bowl man. spots. Hit us, up or hit us up on Twitter. Let's Let see. us know. Yeah, ch- tell us on Twitter, too, here. And we are going to go court a quick hit. Right, a quick recap, and we are off to watch the big game. But this one was awesome to watch as an appetizer here. Heat Celtics beat the Heat 110-106, 18th crunch time victory for the Celtics this year, who continue to be great in that spot. They are now one 18, wins. 18-8, and eight, tied for the most crunch time wins with the Bucks and Nuggets in the NBA this year. Ginormous difference over last season. They're on to New York. The Nets on Tuesday. Josue and I are heading up there. We'll have shoot-around coverage Tuesday morning. Make sure you check that out. Celtics All Access. CLNS Media, all the post-game coverage going up on CLNS right now from both sides. Uh, thanks to John. Thanks to Amit. 
and we will see you Tuesday. See you guys.